Welcome back to yet another episode of Sun FM where it is shining in our studios and we hope that you are having a bright and shiny day. My name is Elden. I'm Chloe. And today in this episode, we have two very special guests with us, which is none other than Brian and Chirag from Sunway Social Innovators Club or in short SSIC. So, yes. What's up guys? In this um, particular episode, we are basically right now we got no time to waste. We are going to be touching on sustainability and zero wow. waste. And it sounds like it's not much, but it's way more complex than that. So welcome our guests, Brian and Sharad. Hello, guys. Hey, and we are very happy and pleased to have you guys with us today. Because yes. I think... We are planning these collaborations since like weeks ago. So it's finally came to reality and finally did an episode with you guys, which is quite, okay lah, quite, quite nice. Okay, so without further ado, wow, that sounds so formal, I guess. Okay, without further ado, <laughs> let's start with our first segment of the day, which is sustainable fashion. Okay, sustainable fashion, just like... To our guests, what do you guys think about or like what do you guys understand from um, sustainable fashion? Um, sustainable fashion in its most basic term, I think, would be looking good, looking comfortable, being yourself, while also considering um, the environmental impact you're going to be having with how you dress yourself. So that's the most basic way of looking at it. Nice. I think as um, like students, like we tend to buy clothes from like the sales rack from H and M or like you know, and we know that H and M is actually fast fashion, so that's not really mm-hmm. sustainable sustainable to our environment. So, um, th- one question for you guys is like, do you guys do thrift shopping? Oh uh, yes, Anyone? I do actually. <laughs> Anyone? Nice. Like for me personally, I love thrift shopping because. Oh, why? Is not there like a yet. particular particular reason? Uh, okay. Look at it from this. If you look at it from my perspective, mm-hmm. I don't really consume, so mm-hmm. uh, shopping is not on my uh, you know to do list or anything of that sort. So, mm-hmm. I think not shopping and consuming less is also doing a great deal of. Uh, I mean, you're giving out a great deal of help. So, yeah. I see. But so, for Brian, me personally, you... I love thrift shopping. Yeah. But how about Brian? Uh, actually, uh, the places I go to are Second Street in SS15 and sometimes uh, yes. the famous mm, store. Yes! Uh, yeah. <laughs> in yes! Yeah, so those are the places I go to. La. Nice. I mm. used to start. I started thrift shopping at OKGO, okay and then after that, like there were like more like secondhand shops like starting to like appear, in like mm-hmm. um, all around like KL and Subang, especially Subang. So I think that's especially really especially Subang. Yes. Students. A lot of students are there, and a lot of people mm. from uni uni actually go to like different places to thrift shop in Subang. There's another one in um, USJ, like One City Mall. Jalan Jalan Japan, they have like Jalan-Jalan secondhand Japan, stuff. Yes. Yeah, 
It's pretty good. I usually thrift thrift there as yeah. well. And plus, thrift shopping is generally more cheaper mm-hmm. than going to like actual store. Because of course, secondhand products, what like, of course, it has to be cheaper. And plus, I think it's very nice and very good for the so- for the society, for the environment. <laughs> Since like you going to thrift shopping is like in a way you are recycling, you know, it's like you are recycling clothes, clothing, those kind of things. So in a way you are helping, you are helping the environment. And like by doing this, even though it's not like significant or anything, but it has a big impact on the society. It has like a butterfly effect, like dominoes effect. Hmm. So yeah. But also lately, there's a lot of um, uh, Instagram shops where they actually take secondhand clothing and revive it. So they mm-hmm. upcycle the clothing and that's how they attract people to start actually considering, you know, getting s- their hands on secondhand stuff and older stuff. Even though, you know, it doesn't look as good, you can actually upcycle your clothes and turn it into something new. Which is really nice, actually. Yes. Yeah. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is sustainable fashion. I mean, Do correct okay, so, me if I'm wrong, because <laughs> in my perspective, I, mean, I think... That is one way of um, actually having a part of sustainable lifestyle. So I just want to ask our guests, mm-hmm. is there any other like way to start this whole sustainable lifestyle thing as students? Um, if, you're still, if you're still talking about fashion, um, it can okay, be maybe anything. Maybe not just fashion, but yeah. um, it can be anything. So um, in the big picture, basically be a wiser consumer. Inform yourself before you make that decision to buy anything. Research about the brand or the company you're planning to buy. It makes a huge difference because which brand you decide to support, which brand you decide to uh, give your money to would determine um, how much of that money is actually going to be used uh, for the sustainability cost. Uh, I think one good example would be cosmetics or any, um, you know, body care products. Mm. Um, I think there are tons of brands out there, but we all are aware that not all of these brands um, have sustainable practices, um, Mm. you know, engraved within the DNA of their... Yeah, yeah, yeah. they're not cruelty-free. They don't have, like, sustainability engraved into the DNA of their company. So making that wise decision is really important because at the end of the day, these companies rely on consumers. And once they realize that the consumers are actually um, aware of all their wrongdoings and all their unsustainable practices, uh, they would change because capitalism is driven by consumer Mm. sentiments, right? Yeah, that's true. I think a lot of people are starting to be more aware of like, you know, what kind of, especially the cosmetic lines. Like I see a lot of my friends starting to be way more like, um, aware of which brands actually, um, carry out the whole sustainability thing. Cause I think there is plenty of cheaper brands that test on animals, which is really, which is not good. So yeah. Yes. I think another way I think um, that um, is considered a sustainable lifestyle should, you know, we go to shops to get food. I think it's, um, how do I put this? You take your own like containers to actually go 
takeaway food rather than using the container because like nowadays they actually charge you for like containers plastic containers right and it's not containers even recyclable and stuff. yeah yeah only some i know like some mm-hmm. places they actually use like the um biodegradable stuff is that the right word <laughs> biodegradable I yeah think it is. i think yeah it is it is yeah it is but even there there's like some gray area because um yes it is biodegradable but it's not 100 mm-hmm. biodegradable there is still a small portion of plastic in there or whatever unrecyclable material so it still has effects you know yes. even though it's biodegradable so yeah i think given the situation i think it's better for us to like you know bring your own container like you can always reuse it yourself like go buy some tapoe invest in some you know really nice quality containers like tapoe brands and other brands out there and maybe like you know invest yourself in a metal straw like cutleries those kind of things this how do i put this in words um doing this a little by little you can actually make a big impact without you actually knowing it because like okay we don't actually put too much attention on these kind of things especially little especially little things like this we tend to ignore it every day and if we started you know our habits by bringing our own uh, container metal straws those kind of things cutleries and all this can in a way help our environment uh, because if we start using our own stuff then producers aren't able to produce anything like plastic containers plastic cutleries uh straws etc so in a way you are like you know boycotting am i is that a white word is that too harsh like in a way you are boycotting those kind of those uh you can use that those Sorry. producers out there fine. yeah yeah this is Sorry such a weird that. question I think that's but i don't know oh, wait just mm. a question like i don't know if it's just me but like whenever i use metal straws right i sometimes when i put it to my lips like there's like this like electricity like shock is it just me like there's this like static thing or i do you guys actually, i do like, experience that sometimes <laughs> like a tingling sensation yeah like a tingling sensation inside my mouth i was like oh, not now <laughs> And plus, like metal straws, always like I don't know, they are very chilly. I don't, I, I don't know how should I describe it. Like every time I put it inside my mouth, like the whole straw is actually like freezing. You know, like it's not a good feeling to like put something that into your mouth. I feel so ew. I feel so weird. <laughs> but I okay, mean, it's anyways, we can just ignore that to to adapt from that because we're so used to using plastic straws. <laughs> before the whole metal straws mm. and recyclable straws were actually uh, um, introduced into our lives. Because I think the first like step towards like the whole sustainable lifestyle, like from my memory, it's the metal straw. It all started from the straw that became like a trend. Mm. You could say like a trend because everyone um, around me started using it. So I was like, ooh, I have to get one as well because it looks cool and it's environmental friendly so mm. other than metal straw I, personally i actually bought bamboo straw for myself um i would like to show you guys but it's actually sitting <laughs> in my kitchen like minding so yeah like because the bamboo straw is like locally made 
and it's made from like natural materials, bamboo. What? So I think this would kind of apply to our whole sustainable lifestyle, I guess, because you are not harming the environment in a way, like by using plastic materials and you are supporting the local businesses as well. Because, you know, metal straws, like bamboo straws or metal straws, they are all made from like these little businesses. Or like maybe on a larger scale, maybe like a factory, those kind of stuff. So I think, yeah. So my advice to you all out there who are listening to this <laughs> podcast is like, start to use your own container and metal straw. Hello. No plastic, plastic, I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> okay uh, besides plastic. like besides like whole, this whole um you know thrift shopping um making sure that the products you use don't ha- you know practice sustainability and all this kind of stuff <clears throat> is there any other way that we can you know start a sustainable lifestyle do you guys have any ideas brian yeah oh, maybe I brian to uh, if you want to live a sustainable lifestyle, right? Uh, mm-hmm. I think it's easy, as easy as one thing. Uh, it's the mindset, lah. One thing to make a change, and from there on, I feel you can definitely identify the, in a way, the smaller stuff that you can do. Uh, it's mm-hmm. like what uh what you guys mentioned just now, using uh, metal straws and uh using Tupperwares, and besides that, uh, using uh recycle bags, recycling bags. When you go shopping, I think all those stuff, when you do it all together. It adds on to 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 the impact, I think a little a little goes a long way, also, slowly. For sure. Just to add on, like um, whenever you are adopting something new, and in this case, a stable lifestyle, it's really really important starting slow. And I kid you not, because I have heard so many stories of people getting so inspired, and mm-hmm. they you know adopt a completely new lifestyle, and after mm-hmm. a month they are done with it. So <laughs> you need to give time. For your physical self and your mental self to adapt to your new lifestyle, and that's really really important yeah. to ensure that your um your new lifestyle sustains. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think yeah, it takes. It's not just physic physically doing it, but mentally because you're literally changing from transitioning from one lifestyle to another. So I understand that yes. baby steps is like just the best. Rather than jumping in straight into yes. like, woo! Yeah, just mm-hmm. take it slow lah, basically. Mm. A little by little. Just like what Chloe said, a little by little goes a long way. Like, very long. Like, sh- yeah, so with like, the okay. whole sustainable lifestyle thing, there are mm-hmm. plenty of zero waste brands, right? So, do you mm. guys know any like, like, local zero waste brands here in Malaysia? Because I don't... <laughs> Guilty yeah, as I don't really know much about it. Um, okay, we do actually have quite a number. And surprisingly, it's not just... In, surprisingly, it's not just um, in KL Slango. We even have some in Sabah. Um, some popular ones, some yeah. more established ones include... Um, the Hive. Um, nude. I've heard uh, of The Hive. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. So... These are basically um, stores which sell um, groceries and everyday items without packaging. So you bring your own packaging, mm-hmm. you bring your own bottles, you bring your own containers, 
and you can pay for as much as you want. It's not like a standardized package or anything of that sort. In fact, it's not even packaged. It's just there in huge containers. You take as much as you want. So it takes away all the plastic waste and cardboard waste away from the equation. And zero waste. <laughs> yep. Mm. <laughs> so have you guys have you guys actually shopped in any like zero waste like uh, brands shops or uh, to be honest I haven't really shopped at any zero waste brands the most is I think <laughs> I, I just got uh, a free sample from their from their shops <laughs> <laughs> nice. okay how about you Chirag? Um, well, for me, not explicitly zero-waste brands, but mm -hmm. I call it the local zero-waste brands. Okay, so basically, I'm, I'm an Indian, and what in Indian households, we have a lot of lentils and, you know, fly and everything. So what we usually do is, all these things don't usually come in packets. It's mm -hmm. basically the same concept as the zero-waste brands. You go to this local uh, Indian store, and you get everything in loose. So you take as much as you want in your own container. Or, okay, in this case, it's plastic, not exactly zero waste, but the concept is there. So mm. in that sense, you're already uh, doing your part, I could say. But yeah, not explicitly zero waste brands. And one issue I find with zero waste brands is a lot of these stores are out of reach for most people. Um, mm -hmm. Zero waste brands are practical if you need. Uh, you know, if that store is by chance in your neighborhood, but what if it's not? You've got to travel um, one, two kilometers to get to that store, and then that means you've got to use some sort of vehicle which would have some sort of carbon footprint, and then you question yourself is that sustainable? Yeah. So. For me, I mean, depending from where, from where I came from, like zero waste brands or like zero waste lifestyle is not really something that we practice in everyday lives because I'm not saying like it's a bad thing like I, it's a bad thing but too bad like I was my like my community like over here it's not it's it's not really educated about this matter even for younger generations so like it's quite sad to see like in my own community like my own place like people is not people are not practicing uh, sustainable lifestyle or zero waste brands but i do see like a bunch of uh, uh a bunch of shops had recently implement uh like uh the concept like the hives like where everything is just in one big container and you can you just bring your own bag and con your own bag to like shop there and then put everything inside your bag and then you just go home yeah and to be honest i see a lot of new shops in my area like they are starting to implement this kind of concept in their stores which is which is quite delightful uh, to see because when you see people started doing uh things like this you get you will indirectly inspire others to do, uh, to follow your footsteps so i hope Basically this will be like a inspiration yes so i hope like this would inspire especially at younger generations like younger children because these kind of things you have to teach them since uh, at a very young age so it becomes a habit whenever while growing up 
And so, yeah. technically, it's easier teaching the younger generations than the older ones. Believe me. Of course. Yeah. I, b- I, b- I believe that the um, next generation would actually like hold this big responsibility of sustainable lifestyle because mm-hmm. right now we are starting to see a lot of brands like local brands doing sustainable um, items and household items cosmetics and stuff like that so i think from like from where we are now like in the next 10 years like mm-hmm. down the line i think the there's going to be a big change basically and i think the younger kids would actually be more aware and be more into this whole lifestyle compared to the older generations because it's very hard to convince the older people to it's very hard to convince them yes yep (laughs) you can look at your own family for example i think they're the best example try convincing them to change their habits yeah (laughs) it's super hard it's like let's get this because it's sustainable why but it's expensive it's expensive exactly yeah okay so chloe yes i think you mentioned about like uh, brands uh performing you know animal testing and like this kind of unethical business practices which is quite bad and very cruel in my opinion. I, Hello? I, I think so. it's not just... Well, from, from what I know, it's not just animal mm. testing and stuff like that. With fast mm. fashion, you see brands like Shein, um, H&M, mm. Forever 21. They actually do copy each other like from artists and designers outside who does yes. not practice fast fashion and they do not credit their work so that is also a really unethical thing to do unethical. to add on to yeah. that they are uh, yeah and to add on to that they do fast fashion as well so you can imagine that is super duper bad but again like if you look at the prices i've actually went and researched like you look at the fast fashion like prices like she in they sell like what some <laughs> A top as low as like 10 ringgit and i would think to myself like <laughs> are they actually using proper material are they actually paying these workers like you know a good the the money that yeah. they deserve for their hard work but obviously like we know that that's true there are many things going behind the scenes yeah so yeah. even for me like when i like makeup brands there are many local makeup brands that actually um do not they're cruelty free there are a couple of malaysian brands so yeah to add on to that i would like to bring up the whole um unavoidable ways because even though we try to have a sustainable lifestyle right there is definitely some unavoidable waste somewhere along the line Yes. So it's. I so like we... I think, okay lah, because since we're in a pandemic, like COVID nineteen, and cases are getting higher in Malaysia. I mean, of course, the demand of you know, like like PPE or face masks, uh, needles, like this kind of medical stuff. Of course, they are in a demand right now because we 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 have to have it for our health, like for the sake of our frontline frontliners. Yes. 
and our health. So, what do you guys think? Like for Brian and Chirac, what do you guys think? Like how ah um, uh, like how can we prevent them? It, how, not like how can we prevent them? Like, like um, why do you think this it actually, I have so there many actually words. is unavoidable ways? Yeah. I think if we're taking a look from fast fashion perspective, right? So fast fashion is defined as uh, cheap and uh, cheap clothes that uh, retailers rapidly produce, lah. Right? I think one pushing, uh, how do I say this? One thing that contributes to that is I think all of us, I me mean, included, we don't want to spend a huge amount on 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 uh, clothes, right? And definitely, we are looking for cheaper cheaper yeah. uh, alternatives, and we want to be trendy also. And I think that contributes to uh, what it is today. Yeah. And then the concern for fast fashion, uh, not too sure about all uh, about animal testing, but I think the concern is about because to to keep to keep costs low, they they definitely have to cut costs somewhere, right? So the concern would be sweatshops uh, lower than yeah. lower than living uh, than minimum wage that they pay to those uh, workers, and also uh, I've personally realized that I think a lot of our clothes uh, have polyester in it, and I think polyester is one of the uh, unsustainable yeah. material as well. And in the process of uh, making it, it has a lot of. Uh, Negative impact on the uh, environment, lah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you said, like there's like polyesters in our clothes, and um, yeah. Sometimes we want to save save money because we don't have. We want to be trendy. We want to stay in style. Like example, some materials mm-hmm. like satin. The fake ones actually really harm the environment because there's polyester. When you burn it, it actually um melts like plastic compared to the real satin which would actually not you know have any harm to the environment so i think that's one point um to keep in mind is that uh, even though like the real material is a little bit pricier i think over time it's i mean if you're willing mm-hmm. to invest in whatever you wear it would be a really good um help to the environment in the long run yep that's true yep, yep. yep. and I think if we if we want to take in uh, the MCO and the COVID situation into uh, to our perspective right if we just look at okay the circumstances are we are we are encouraged to stay home we are not allowed to, to go out correct and where do we how do we get uh, most of our uh, stuff is through uh, Shopee, mm. Lazada, online shopping, right? And how do they deliver is through, mm. uh, is through careers. And from there, you can see every package is that there is plastic, lah, right? And now, and I'm guilty of that as well. I purchased quite quite a few stuff during MCO, so uh, yeah, the amount of, uh, the amount of plastic that is uh, in my hands are quite quite a few, yeah. Yeah, I think. Uh... Plastic and, plastic and cardboard have become such an integral part of e-commerce and brands are trying to do something like I know Amazon, they, they've tried 
to introduce our alternative packaging. But it takes time for this alternative packaging to actually be fully practical. It's still in its pilot project phase and stuff like that. So mm. all these things are definitely unavoidable. And yeah, with relation to COVID, uh, e-commerce has become a lot more important than ever. And without plastic and cardboard packaging, e-commerce would just uh, you know, come to a halt. So that's one aspect of um, avoidable, unavoidable ways I meant. Um, but then, you see, once you connect all these dots, right, you begin to see that a lot of people look at sustainability from an environmental perspective. If you were to ask me, I would personally say um, sustainability is a uh, humanitarian crisis. Um, just now, we mentioned stuff about how um, fast fashion is actually contributing to uh, low wages and stuff like that, and that is actually contrib- contributing to slavery. In fact, um, the fashion industry is one of the biggest uh, causes for modern-day slavery. And that's just the fashion industry now. There's so many other industries. Mm-hmm. and So uh, what may seem at first glance as an environmental impact has so many other implications that we may not be aware of. Hence why it, it is so important to actually start a um, um, sustainable lifestyle as much as you can, like that is. Yeah. So, okay, with what Chirag just mentioned about the whole unav- unavoidable ways, like, of course, sustainable lifestyle and sustainable living is aligned with the sustainable development goals, which is SGD. I assume that all of us here knows what is sustainable development goals. And I think there's like a huge poster in our campus. You should. Yeah, it's, it's all, all over, like, over campus. our campus. Like SG, SDG, SDG, all over the place. So I, I think that all of us know what is SDG. And um, okay, since like the whole SDG, uh, SDG posters is all over campus. So I have a question to our guests. To our lovely guests for the day. <laughs> like how well do you guys know about SDG and like or maybe like how how many elements is there in the whole SG SDG list? Like because I remember there's like a lot of colors, but <laughs> you just remember yeah, the colors. I'm a visual type of person, so uh, I think Brian should know this. Come on, Brian. <laughs> yeah, come on, Brian. <laughs> to be honest, I don't know this all seventeen on the top of my head. Uh, okay. Yeah, but I think one one thing that we, since we uh, we can focus on is I think SDG. Let me double check. <laughs> SDG twelve, <laughs> responsible consumption, and uh, and production. I think uh, the consumption part plays a very important uh, part uh, in our in our life la. Mm-hmm. like what we mentioned throughout uh, throughout this session uh, fast fashion zero waste I think yeah uh, as we we should be aware and play a part uh, in that SDG uh, maybe Shirak can explain more on the other 16 SDGs wow <laughs> that's a huge chunk just explain okay. well um yeah, okay, fine. I've got to admit, I don't have them all at the back of my head either. But um, mm. one thing to note about the SDG is that um, what, why is it so significant is that 
uh, United Nations, supposedly the highest, uh, one of the highest authority bodies uh, in the world, has recognized these 17 issues and these 17 areas as the areas we really need to work on to achieve uh, the sustainability goals or the sustainable future that we, en we have envisioned. Uh, one key part of the sustainable future is uh, ensuring that global warming stays within 1.5 degrees because if it doesn't stay within 1.5 degrees uh, in the coming century, then uh, it's a lot of trouble for all of us. Um, surviving would become a really big right. issue. So all of these uh, SDGs are somehow or other connected to this. That's okay. That's just one of the main uh, targets of the SDG. But yeah, uh, what I'm trying to say here is all of these SDGs are interrelated and they would uh, impact each other. Action in one area would impact uh, another SDG area and to finally reach that, those ultimate ultimate goals that they have set. And one of those was whatever I mentioned just now, keeping global warming uh, below 1.5 degrees Celsius. Mm. I see. Quick question for you guys. Do you guys know when SDGs were actually officialized? When were they established? Oh no, you're like putting my knowledge to the test because I actually, I actually took um, global studies mm -hmm. in college and right. I'm supposed to know this, but... <laughs> uh, um, no. I, I think I know. Elden, do you know? <laughs> Wait, I think I know. Maybe I do, maybe I don't. Do you? It's actually 2015. Do you want to give it 2015, a <laughs> and yeah and i and if i'm not mistaken like they are trying to like achieve all of the 17 elements by 2030 uh some of them 2030 some of them 2050 right? ah i see so mm -hmm. it's different right. it's ah different. okay 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 yeah okay now that i know i have to educate more i have to educate myself more about <laughs> this Sustainable development goals. Yeah. The easiest way to join SSIC. I think the summit. Okay, no. Actually, yes. <laughs> oh, yes, yeah. Yes, yes. So, I think to sum it all up, we have to take some time, some of our personal time to actually educate mm -hmm. ourselves with all uh, like the SDGs and stuff like that, and further on to actually help our environment because. Global warming is not fake. It's, it's real, real and it's happening. But some people do believe it's. It is. Some it people, is. Do, yeah. Some people actually don't believe that it's actually happening. So yeah, with that, we want to thank um, Brian Sharak for being on this episode. We we are so thankful for you guys yes. for being here today. And it's a very fun sharing session with the two of you, and I hope that and. I hope that our listeners out there actually learn something from this episode because I do. Fingers crossed. Yeah, yeah me too. Fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so 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 before before we 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 end this episode, do you guys want to promote um Sunway Social Innovators Club to mm -hmm. our audience? Right. <laughs> if you want to know more about SDG goals, uh, if you so, want to make a change, um, <laughs> Come join us. 
Yes, you heard it, guys. If you want to make a change to the world, to the environment, join them now. Yeah, just join them. <laughs> we are very and join Sun <laughs> FM. <laughs> yep, yep. We are a very welcoming bunch. Oh, then stop. Red, red. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hmm. We'll, we'll take your yeah. word for it. All right, guys. Thank, thank you, you so, so much, much for being here today. Thank you for and having us. Yeah, thank yeah, you very much. Yeah, it's our pleasure. That is the end of our episode today. And we hope to see you guys in the next one. Bye, Bye-bye. everyone.